Good evening. Today is Monday, December 19th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is step 11, Into Action. Our speaker is Julie tonight. And thank you so much, Julie. How would you like your time? Um, maybe at 10 minutes and then two. Okay. Right, Thank great. you, Julie. Okay. Hi, I'm Julie R., recovered compulsive overeater, uh, bulimic, uh, and 100 pounder, whatever. Um, so I'll just do a little bit about who I am and, you know, why, why am I here? Why do I, why am I um, qualified, I guess, to speak at an OA meeting? Um, obviously, um, I'm a compulsive overeater because I uh, eat uncontrollably when I ingest any of my alcoholic foods, I turn into like a rabid animal, um, you know, that rapacious creditor, you know, with the fangs and the, you know, the food dripping, you know, I mean, that was me. I just couldn't stop eating. And I, and then when I was abstinent, not recovered, I couldn't stay stopped because the obsession uh, would take hold of me and uh, bring me back to the food. It's really only those two questions, you know, to, to, prove that I'm a compulsive overeater and I do have some pictures so I didn't know if you wanted to um to show them and kind of like what I look like before um I'm 5'2 so my top weight uh, it could have been more but it was 302 pounds I remember seeing that on the scale and it's like oh my god you know normally we say oh when I get to 150 I'll get my shit together oh when I get to 175 when I get to 200 and then when it was the 300 it was like oh my gosh you know I just so so my answer was to that was, I'm just not going to weigh myself anymore, right? I mean, then I don't have to see the number. So that's me. And uh, we went to a wedding. And, you know, at that weight, it's really hard to um, be attractive for me. It was, um, you know, of course, I look happy. And um, because, you know, the, a lot of my life, I was still happy. You know, I, I was a good mom and a good wife, et cetera. But um, obviously, my soul was not singing. Uh, there's probably a few more pictures just to show different um, times. So you can see, um, so that's my husband. He married me when I was thin. Um, I was in OA. I started OA in 1981 and him and I started dating in 1985. And then I thought, wow, you know what? I haven't had a French fry for five years. And I took one of his French fries on our second date. And you would think, here's the man that I've, you know, he just was a great guy somebody I totally didn't date before because I was like the bad boys and he was not a bad boy. You know, he was mature and he had a good job. And so I should have been enjoying this date. And all I could think about was how can I get home and eat? Because I had awakened the, the cravings. It was like I ingested one of my alcoholic foods, the French fry and the ketchup. And I really couldn't wait for that date to be over, which is so sad because I mean, it, it's like, it should have been so thrilling, but I was just like that puppet, you know, the marionette on the string. I mean, I just like go home, go home and eat. And that's what I did. I binged and purged first time in probably five years. And um, 
gained a little bit of weight, you know, re redoubled my effort, talked to my sponsor. Back then we only had the big book, but of course I didn't read all of the chapters because I didn't need them all, right? I only, I'm a compulsive reader, but I didn't want to deal with the second part of step one, that my life was unmanageable. I just wanted to stay thin. Um, so you can see various places of that last picture to the right, I'm serving hamburgers and you can look at my face. I mean, I'm physically, I'm in pain because my body hurt. I was, I think I was like a tight 24. So I was really a 26, but I didn't, you know, it was one of those things like, oh my God, I can't buy a, a 26. It's just, I can't do that. That just would be way too much for me to handle. Um, and then I think I have one more set of pictures. Um, so that was me when I first got abstinent, the one you could tell it was like in the early 80s, the hairdo, excuse me. But um, so here I am sitting next to my treadmill and you can see there's a bowl, an empty bowl, which probably had chips. Um, my birthday, um, you know, waiting, I probably had already eaten a cake by myself because of course we have to eat before we have a party. So nobody knows that I'm really going to eat that much which is so funny because I was so big. Um, that was my, my little boy and he's now 30. So I think he was probably six, seven. And um, I'm just so obese and, you know, um, not being able to fit on the rides at Disneyland, um, you know, having my husband take the boys because I couldn't fit in them. And I think the last picture was me last year um, I bake every year and I've been doing it for 45 years, um, some abstinent and some not, but God willing, I'll have three years next month. And that last picture is me uh, baking cookies, absolutely. And, um, and I get to do it from a place of joy and, and love because, oh, that's my boys, all three of my boys. Um, that was just uh, Disney World. But here was last year, um, I make about 2000 cookies. And I just finished uh, yesterday with this year's and I give them out as gifts. And it's a, it is like to be, to be able to do that and not want one to do that and not eat them all. I mean, when I'm, when I would be in relapse, Oh God, I could eat hundreds of them. Right. And, um, but now it's like, thank you, God. So why can I bake? Not that everybody can bake. Uh, to me, I like that. But it, like the big book says that, you know, we can do things that we couldn't do before. We can go places as long as we're spiritually fit. It doesn't mean that somebody who's spiritually fit has to bake. I'm not saying that. I just enjoy baking. It's, it's something that I do. Um, but it's perfect to read uh, into action because this is why I can go places. This is why I am... Um, down 155 pounds. This is why um, I'm wearing the same shirt I wore last year, right? It's like, wow, what a concept. I only, I don't have to have like 10 different sizes anymore. It's like, oh, I wore this last year. Yay. Um, so I'll, now I'll start going into the, the, the literature. I love how specific the big book is because there's three paragraphs, you know, it's, it's broken down. It's so cool, right? You've got one paragraph for on awakening and, oh, I'm sorry. It starts with when we retire at night. So I don't have to have guesswork. And I'm kind of like, if, if, if the big book tells me what happened to those first 100 and I know tons of recovered women, you guys on here, a lot of other recovered women and men who follow the direction. So Obviously, why do I need to change the directions? Something that I always would do before because I like to control. 
But um, so when we retire at night, we constructively review our day. There's 10 questions, not 20, not 30, not 50 for me to do my nightly review. Um, and I, I kind of pulled one up on my phone so I could um, just answer those questions so you can kind of see. Um, so when we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful? Yes, Garrett. He could be an ass to my husband. Trying to have the last word, disrespectful. Connor for getting drunk and got into a fight. Was I selfish? That's the second question. Yes, I don't want Connor to turn into an alcoholic, albeit he's 24 and just finished college, etc. I don't want him to wreck his life. I want Garrett to change and be more like Connor in some ways. Um, I want Clay to be how he was before the brain tumor. Was I dishonest? Yes. Connor drinks too much and he may or may not be an alcoholic. We allowed Garrett to talk this way and Clay may not get better. I don't know. And I need to put my trust in my creator. The fourth question, were we afraid? Yes. Clay's five-day test, Connor is really hurt. I don't know what I meant there. Clay just checked on him and he's, oh, he's sleeping. Yes, okay. Do we owe an apology? Question number five, no. Have I kept something to myself? Yes, I was snarky to Garrett. Seven, were we kind and loving towards all? No, again, I was snarky to Garrett because I was saying things about Connor. Eight, what could I have done better? I could have done a 10 step, but it was 2.30 in the morning, but I could have got somebody in the UK. Um, before all of this, Clay and I had a great day. Garrett was off doing his thing and Connor was with friends. Nine, was I thinking of myself most of the time, I said off and on, depression is still hovering. Number 10, this is the cool question. Or were we thinking of what we could do for others or what we could pack into the stream of life? I used to say, what does that question mean? And somebody explained it so easy for me, for my brain. Think about when a fisherman goes to um, a fishing derby. So what do they do? They stock the fish for the fishermen to catch. So it's like, how did I stock my stream? How did I help others? And it was like, oh my gosh. And so this is what I wrote. I talked to a new sponsee. I texted others. I read and commented on nightly reviews from my recovered sponsees. I was available to my husband. I made a roast. I worked out. I took less calls. I will call others back tomorrow. Where are my gratitudes and how did my creator show up? that Clay is alive and will survive this. Connor is safe and at home. Time to decorate. Um, I was there for my sisters, giving them attention, and I was there for my puppies. So it's like how that, so that that's an example of a nightly review I did on uh, 1127. So I only answer those questions because, you know, I could really get into all this other stuff. And I'm not saying if it works for you, awesome. But for me, I just know how I am. And I'll just get, it'll continue to grow into something that's not even like the, the nightly review. Um, so the next um, one says on awakening. Hmm. It doesn't say after I get up, and check Instagram, see where if my kids made it home safe. If I went on Facebook, it says on awakening. I do go to the bathroom, but let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. 
Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking. So right then there, it tells me I'm going to sit down. I'm going to invite my creator in. You know, I could light some sage. I'll have some candles going. And I'll just say, you know, creator, please show me how you want me to be. What is your goal? Because I can do to-do lists like there's no tomorrow. And then I will sometimes have my to-do list. And then I say, okay, God please rearrange my to-do list because you are in control, not me. Um, And then especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest or self-seeking motives, because, you know, I can go into that, you know, okay, I got to do this at work. I got to do that at work. I got to do this at work. So I'm already into self Julie's way. Julie wants this. It's like, okay, wait a second, go back. My God, what do you want me to do? Um, Under these conditions, so what conditions? Under me seeking my creator and inviting my creator in to help me make decisions, that is how I do this. Um, Those are the conditions. We can employ our mental faculties with assurance for, after all, God gave us brains. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear to wrong motives. And what are my wrong motives? It's self, selfishness, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, you know, control. You know, for me, um, those are the wrong motives. So then it talks about, again, in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. I don't know about you, but most days I have some type of indecision to make. Something's going on that causes me to have a little angst and go, hmm. Um, We may not be able to determine which course to take, but what do I do? I ask my creator for inspiration because I know what Julie is capable of doing. I can just run in like a, what is that, a bowl in a china cabinet and just say, okay, this is what I think everybody should do right now. Um, And not really considering what what are the consequences of my actions. So it's telling me right now that I'm going to have indecisions, but I ask my creator for inspiration and intuitive thought or decision. Because I have proven over time and time again that my first thought usually isn't the one that I need to take action on because it's kind of like what I want. Um, We relax and we take it easy. We don't struggle. And this is the part that it's like, if I am not taking it easy, if I am struggling, that means that I have that, that battle going on with myself. If it's not calm, if it's not I don't want to say easy because it's not that everything is easy, but if I don't, it's like, I don't have that battle internally going on, then I know it's the right decision. It's when I have that battle, I'm still wrestling with me. Um, We are often surprised how the right answer comes after we have tried this for a while. And it doesn't come overnight and it's a skill set. You know, it's like, it takes time and then I'm going to forget it too. Like I said, God willing, I'll have three years next month, but sometimes I will just open my mouth and direct people like herding cats. And um, it doesn't go over very well. Then I have to, of course, make amends and, and clean it up. What used to be a hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. And that's what I love. It comes naturally for us. Um, my nightly reviews at the beginning. <laughs> Did you need to make an amends? Yep. <laughs> you know, were, were you resentful? Oh boy, was I ever. And I mean, it's like kind of cool that I have days 
where I'm not resentful and I'm not selfish. Now, do they happen a lot? I mean, I'm, I'm selfish somewhere during the day, but it, it's like it, 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 that transformation continues to go. It continues to change. Um, being still inexperienced, which I love this, and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd action and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration, and we come to rely on it. So this is where I need to do this every day, this nightly review, those 10 questions. I can't just do my nightly review once a week. Well, one, my sponsor would say, hey, where's your nightly review? But two, um, it wouldn't feel right. It would be feel like I'm being dishonest. What am I trying to hide? And, you know, God love our sponsors. Um, my sponsor the other day, she goes, oh, sounds like you needed to do a 10 step, did you? And it's like, uh, no, it didn't even come into my mind to do a 10 step. So I get reminded of it. So it, it's good for my sponsor to um, be able to see my nightly review every every night. Or if you have an accountability partner, um, you know, something like that. I mean, I, all my sponsees have an accountability pump, uh, person. They send it to me, but they also have somebody that they do one-on-one -on -one with and either calling or they send it to each other just so that they have another recovered person. So um, it, it's like it's three paragraphs, but they're very, very powerful. Um, and again, it's such um, a complete set of instructions. I don't have to guess. And if I do forget, all I got to do is pick up my book and say, oh, let me see what I'm supposed to do. You know, I don't read 86 through 88 like every day. I mean, I've got it recorded in my own voice. I'll do that sometimes. Um, I will read it sometimes. Or, you know, I do a whole bunch of different things on my, my meditation portion, which is somebody else will be doing that tomorrow or the next day. But that's such an in integral part of my step 11 is, is my time with God. When I am on awakening and thinking about those 24 hours a day, how do I do that? Well, I will um, pick a tarot card. Um, I'll pick an or oracle card. I'll light my sage. I'll do candle work. I'll do a guided meditation. I might write a letter to God. If it's not, I get up super early. Um, and if it's not, if everybody for some reason is gone or up, I'll do my drumming. I mean, I'm always doing something different. It's like, how am I gonna get in touch with my creator? What better way? Thank you. Two minutes. Perfect. Um, so I do a whole bunch of different modalities because I, I just, I just don't want to be stuck. You know, like when I was a kid, we were forced to recite certain prayers, and it just didn't feel right. To me. It was, it was just words. Here, it's like I change it up so often that um, I don't get bored with it. Um, you know. Because I shouldn't get bored with talking to my creator. I mean, that's the opposite of what it's supposed to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, step eleven is key. You know, the the times that I've gotten into relapses is one my ten and eleven practices, and twelve got all wonky. Uh, I wasn't doing enough tens. I was sure listening to everybody else's ten steps. So if I'm not doing ten steps, then that means my ego's rebuilding, and it, for me, it built it's at a fast rate. And if my ego's rebuilding, I'm going to piss somebody off. So 
So therefore, I probably need to make an amends to somebody. But of course, I'm not going to make an amends to somebody because I don't think I'm wrong. It's just like, so I go backwards in the steps so darn fast. Um, and then I, my step 11 practices were getting shorter and shorter and shorter where I was doing Facebook first. I was doing Instagram first. Um, that was unfortunately starting to become more important than my time with my creator was. And then when I was reducing my prayer and meditation time, I was also sponsoring too many people. I was doing too much service. Um, and that's ego, you know, for me, if it was just got all out of whack and I lived like that for about three or four months without any emotional sobriety. And then I picked up, I mean, that's the natural progression. Um, I have no power, choice or control. And I was living not recovered and it didn't take much for me to go grab something and then start that horrific cycle again. So it's like, hmm. Oh, thank you. So how do I stay recovered by following that, that book? So thank you. With that I pass. Thank you so much, Julie. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter, chapter and steps being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. And Nancy P, you're up first. Hi, uh, thank you for um, letting me share. Julie, excellent job. Thank you, excellent job. And I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't have shared except that I am in this, I'm on my phone instead of on my computer tonight, just finishing my 2000 Christmas cookies myself and um, my sixth season without a chocolate chip, a Jimmy or a sprinkle. I might as well be emptying my dishwasher as making cookies. And, um, you know, I don't, um, I, th I tell people that, you know, I don't tell people that to brag, but I, when I talk to people, I say, I bake, I cook, I do everything. And that's for everybody. Anybody that wants to do that, they can do that. The only thing they have to do is surrender, do every single thing it says in the book and keep it, keep it up, keep up with the, the maintenance of it. And um, I loved when you went over your um, 11 step inventory because I do one in writing every single night. And, you know, I take life-saving medication at night and in the morning, two different kinds of medication because I'm old and crabby and rickety. And um, I have forgotten or not taken that medicine more often than I have not done my 11-step inventory. It's one of the most critical things I do. And funnily enough, I, you know, when I write down, um, you know, what could I have done better? So few times so that it's hardly measurable. Is it anything other than? It's always either kept my mouth shut or made more phone calls. And um, usually the kept my mouth shut part because I do make a lot of phone calls. And, um, you know, and I muddle along five years later without having hurt myself with food, 
without being enthralled to it, without, I never think about it. I mean, I do because I buy it all and make it all for my family, but I don't sneak, cheat, hide, or lie about food anymore. And, you know, I would stack my um, agnosticism, my recovery based on agnosticism up against anybody's if I ever were to, which I wouldn't, but I'm happy as a clam every day, even when I'm miserable, I'm still happy. And um, today, I went to my sewing class and my beloved teacher told us that she has cancer. And, um, you know, I was upset and I was the last one out. And I said, I hope it's okay for me to tell you that it's really upsetting to me that I'm really upset. And um, she said, I, yeah, I know me too. And I said, if you can find it within yourself to tell me if, you know, when you find out the results of the latest test. And um, I made a phone call on the drive home and I burst into tears and told my friend, my OA friend, how frightened I was and how much I hated it. And um, by the time I got home, my phone pinged again and it was her saying that it was not ovarian cancer, but a much more treatable kind. And, um, you know, it's gone. My fear is gone. It doesn't own me. You know, I didn't act any differently. I did what I, you know, I acted as I always did and, um, and I'm done with it. And I'm, I'm so grateful and, and I can point directly to the 11th step, all the steps, but in particular, the 11th step is my favorite step because that's the step that we're on this week. So thank you so much, Julie, for an excellent job. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Next up, uh, please forgive me. Is it Gunit? Gunit? No, no problem. Thank you so much. It's Gunit. Goodbye, everybody. Gunit, compulsive overeater. Julie, thank you so much for your share. Um, and Nancy, thank you for yours. I mean, it's just so powerful how a higher power plays into action. That's kind of why I'm raising my hand. There's a lot going on and there's a lot going on up in my head. And I didn't quite make it to my morning meeting. But I knew in the middle of the busy and the goings and there's another service delegates meeting I need to get on to in about an hour from now, I needed a meeting meeting to start to just get present. And that's like the into action situation. And I don't even know where to begin, but I know that I can relate so much. There's a, there's a thing in my car that I forgot about that I kept because somebody gave it to me. And that was used to be like one of my number one alcoholic foods. And I meant to give it to somebody else. And I literally was, I'm always humbled and amazed when I touch something and I'm like, God, thank you. Thank you. You know, I mean, I don't, that's like my anxiety. I don't, but there's a protector above me. And, you know, that 11th step, I'm working on that 11th right now. And I've done many, many times the 11th or, you know, I've done the steps before and I'm always a work in progress. And what I found myself doing is that greater self acceptance part. And that's what I always get so humbly reminded for. It's what I need. I can easily go into my self-centered side, listening to you, listening to others, not, you know, anybody, anybody overall, but that's why I need to get present and check in because it's what I should do, what I don't do. I don't do the inventory like this and so forth. And when I was reading the lines carefully and 
I'm so grateful. I work little by little. And my sponsor tells me all the time, you're very thorough. And I, I love the tool writing. I don't love it, but I love it because it just says it in there in a way to each of his or her own. And getting more honest with myself, I too was writing and releasing this with my higher power. I can't really ask God, what would you have me do? What would you have me be? Because for some reason, the the old idea still triggers my thinking starts to spin and self-doubt and confusion and so forth. And there's just an old trigger of me of like a, a schoolgirl slate, what it should be. Don't even ask, why am I asking? Of course, the answer is going to come different. However, the, the faith, the, and I love this meeting, and that's why I love to get present with you all higher power of my understanding just leads me a little closer to love. And that love just leads me a little closer to the heart. So there's big things happening. There's good opportunities happening. There's questions and doubts happening. There's year-end finance, everything happening. There's travel. I haven't been on a plane in three years happening. There's and others happening. And I couldn't do that Thank you, Rob. I, I couldn't, uh, Rich, sorry about that. I couldn't do that if I didn't know there's something greater than myself and I just need to allow that power and I can just release the self I. Thank you for helping me get present for one second. Thank you so much. Amy B, you're up. Thank you. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Thank you, Julie and Larissa, for your service tonight. Thank you, everybody, for your service just by being here at this meeting and being a part of our community. And thank you so much, Julie, for that incredible, relatable, thorough share on Step 11. Um, First of all, I know I say this every single Monday, but oh, wow, do I love being here on Monday nights like checking in, starting the week, the new step of the week or the chapter, the energy, like I love it. So extra special thank you for the service of being here. Um, Julie, I wrote down so many things and these, okay. So first of all, your your tarot and oracle inspiration is something that we share in our practice. I find it so beautifully like suggestive and intuitive. And um, I love, I love witnessing and, and seeing people give testimony to a spirituality that weaves things that are more traditional and maybe more new and different. And it's just, you're such a beautiful example of that. So thank you for that, for saying all that. What did the, oh, the stream of life. That was another one that for me, I was like, what is that? And then I love your thing with the fish and the stream. Love that. I, um, what I thought of, I had a, um, boss at work, wonderful manager, who her email signature was be a fountain, not a drain. And that's what I think of in the stream of life. Am I a fountain? Am I adding to it? Or am I a drain? Am I draining it? And in every day, I'm, a, you know, I'm some fountain, some drain, but like, am I more of a fountain than a drain? How much did I put in versus how much did I drain? So that stream of life, that's how I think of it. And I love your fish stocking too. It's all like nature and water metaphor, which we like. And then the last thing, oh, 
you thank you for mentioning that there is such a thing as too much service and too much sponsoring. I heard somebody who has a recovery that I deeply admire say that if we are not doing enough 10 and 11, we can start using 12 as a drug that I'll help, I'll do it, I'll fix it, I'll be helpful, I'll get that effect from doing service without regulating my own direction, my own spirituality. So it is essential and it is the key and it is a part of a bigger picture and balance, 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 right? Um, That was a brilliant share. Thank you so much, my friend. Um, I pass. Thank you, Amy. Um, We are going to have Lisa share next. Hey, Lisa, uh, Herbert Wells Forever Eater. Thank you, Julie. Loved it. Loved it. Um, I've been following your recovery for a long time. I don't know if you remember, you talked to me one day when my little doggie was at the vet and uh, I was just, I just wanted to die. That was a really dark place. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> I, uh, let me start my timer. Um, you know, I said last week that step 10 was my favorite. Nope. Just like Nancy P just said, I what was I thinking? Okay, so step 10 is so awesome because I clear away the gunk, right? And then I used to think 11 was this, was just all about meditating, like doing the mm-mm thing, which is fine. That's great. But the thing that I love, and I, I am one of those people, I read 84 to 88 every morning, but I focus in, especially on, on awakening. And I, I, I really stop. And I, it, when I get to that part of, you know, God direct my thinking, the little prayers that are all scattered in there, you know, I, you know, like when we used to go to in-person meetings, you put like a dollar in the basket, you know, I think maybe, oh, wait, it's $3 in the basket. How affordable is that to to now have a design for living which works in rough going and I've got some major rough going going I have a design for living I have it's almost like um it's almost like a like not a rule book it's it's because it's not rules but it's a it's a it's a guide it's a guide for what I can do every step of the day. This past weekend, we had a lot of crises going on and I was able to stop and pause and God, what's the next right thing? What's the next right action? You know, and instead of um, going to the what ifs and what do I do? I felt it. You know, I felt it deep within me what to do. And I know that we had to make some really hard decisions, but I know it was the right thing. I can look now and say it was the right thing. And, um, and, and you know, the, the, the kicker to all of it is that I stay abstinent in the process. I mean, oh my gosh, what? You know, I stay abstinent and I stay, I stay of service to people. 
still picking up my sponsees phone calls. I'm like, what is happening here? You know? So um, it's just wonderful. And one of the last things I love is page 88, where it talks about, we do not tire so easily. How much energy I used to spend on controlling, controlling you, controlling the situation, controlling this. That is an, I see you, I see you, Rich. That is an energy sucker. That's a life sucker. And I don't have to do that as much anymore. It's not perfect, you know, um, uh, progress, not perfection, but that's it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Lisa. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording?